Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max's NXT review for November 9th, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe, rate, and review uh, when you come find us at Wrestling of the Max, wherever you get your podcast. Maybe you get it on iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, or even YouTube. Just hit that subscribe button. And make sure you give us some love with that rating and reviewing. Also, don't forget to go give some love also to those guys over at 411mania.com. And last word on ProWrestling.com. Both are amazing sites. You need to go check them out now. And, of course, I am Gary Vaughn. Along with me is your host, Paul Leeser. hey And, Paul, uh, we got an NXT that has uh, some more things leading up to this big War Games event that you'll be attending. I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm kind of digging this uh, show. I want to talk about a few things they have here, so let's let's do this thing. Let's do it. First of all, I need to apologize. If I sound nasally or anything like that, I have a cold. Uh, and if you can hear my fan in the background, that's my humidifier, because that is the only way I can breathe and sound halfway normal right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Whatever gets you through the show, I can't even really hear the fans, so I think we're okay. good. Okay, good. Uh <laughs> Uh, we opened with uh, Heavy Machinery coming out to squash Sean Maluda and Chris Payne, and uh, I really enjoyed this, actually. You don't... I think Heavy Machinery is sort of growing into a, a fun little act that's... I don't know if they'll ever be anything big, but uh, at least in this, they proved that they can have a lot of fun while they're beating people up. Uh, definitely, and you know, uh, what blows me away is a guy that size doing the worm. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. And the way they were kind of prancing around a little bit here, it, it was just, you know, like you, you, that's the perfect definition. Fun. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was about to try to come up with six other definitions, but fun. Perfect. There you go. Um, it, it doesn't need to be a great match. What we need here is heavy machinery, continuing to be there, be in person and have fun and, and get us behind him. And I think a lot of people are behind heavy machinery and I know we are, me and you mm-hmm. both love them. Uh, that are callback to the eighties or everything that I, you know, have really enjoyed about those old WCW days. So I can't wait to see him in a serious match again. I know it's been a while since we had the AOP match with those, you know, two teams tangling it up. But uh, I mean, I'm happy what I'm getting so far with them. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really opposed to it either. They, they're really fun to watch squash, you know, squash matches that they're in. So uh, yeah, looking forward to more from them down the road. Mm-hmm. 
Ember Moon uh, gets interviewed in uh, Mercedes Martinez's remarks about her not being able to win the big one were brought up. She challenges her to a match next week. Really looking forward to that. And then we get Billy uh, Billy Kay taking on Kyrie Sane. Short little four-minute affair here. Uh, I don't know if the crowd was as into it as I was hoping. Uh, Billy looked a little lifeless while she was working the offense, and then Kyrie just sort of finishes it up after hitting all of her big stuff. But I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe more for Sane would have been nice here. But I understand wanting to keep the iconic duo looking strong going into war games. Uh, really quickly, Ember Moon, they needed to do that just to kind of have, you know, a, a little bit of feedback into that whole feud, right? Uh, it's just now started. I'm glad they at least acknowledged it, not waited two weeks before they even acknowledged it. Just happy with that. Um, and, and, you know, match that we're about to talk about here with Kyrie Sane and Billy Kay, uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest match. And, and I don't think really necessarily it had to be mm-hmm. the greatest match. Um,. You just got to be happy to get a chance to see Billy Kay in the ring because you really don't get that a lot. They don't. They usually get Peyton Royce all the love. She usually gets all the time in the ring, and Billy Kay is usually the sidekick. So it's it's good that she's able to get in there and you have an opportunity to watch her. Yes, it may not be perfect, but I think at least she got a chance. Kyrie's saying, I will say this. You know, the the gimmick is still something I'm getting used to. It's something that you know is I I I get it, and she's silly. Um, but I, this is what I'm appreciating right now in this match. You got a little bit of a spark in what she can do, right? Mm-hmm. You, all the aggressive stuff that you, that Sean, that many other people on the, you know, the internet that watch the streaming services and have watched her for a long time, you know, have said, "Oh no, you watch out! She's she's got a lot of powerful offense. She's aggressive." I haven't seen that in NXT. Didn't really even see it too strongly. In the Mae Young Classic, but I think on this episode, you got a spark of that aggressiveness. And uh, that's what really cued me in on the, oh, wow, okay, there is something here. I need to pay attention. So I, at least there was something I got out of this match, and her, you know, doing her thing and getting the job done, great. You know, Peyton Royce tried to do something, didn't really work out. So I think this is good. I think, you know, you got a little bit of a peek in what could be in store for us with that offense of Kyrie Sane, even though it wasn't a lot. It was very minimal, but that minimal really kind of got me excited about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kyrie's great, uh, I, and I know this may be – isn't the best example of that too, but she, she, I think you got a good picture of her during the Mayon classic for sure. Um, and if you're looking for that overly aggressive stuff, I mean, she comes from a promotion that's very much geared towards building up big singles matches with, a, with some story going on. Uh, basically what you get in new Japan just, just for, for women. Uh, so they also put a big focus on gimmicks, which I think carried over very nicely here, even though we don't really know why she's a pirate other than the fact that, you know, she used to drive boats for the national team in Japan. Uh, I, I think it all comes across as you know, she likes to have fun, and then when she gets in the ring, she murders you with that elbow. And that's really all there is, you know? <laughs> <It's> mm-hmm. not, <laughs> it doesn't need to be anything too deep yet. Yeah, it does, and you're right. You know, see, here, here's the thing, and here's what's awesome about this conversation has become I, I am coming from that casual viewer point of view because I've never seen Kyrie Sane as Kyrie Hojo, right? 
That's her name, right? On the Indies, that was her name, Hojo. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Making sure I was correct because I could have called her Viper and we could have went to that scenario. <laughs> so <laughs> let's don't do that. I'm, I'm double checking with the, the expert here. Uh, but no, seriously. Like I said, I mean, I, I'm only going by word of mouth what the Japanese uh, side of her career has been about. And, you know, like I said, I mean, from what I saw in the May Young Classic, it wasn't overly aggressive. It was good and there were good points, but it wasn't what I expected. I kind of expected a little bit more Oscar coming out of Kyrie Sane. And it wasn't and it didn't need to be that really. I, you know, I think my expectations are in a different place. Um, but really, do I still think there's a great talent? Yes, I think there's a lot of talent there. I appreciate her work and everything that she's putting into these matches. I really, really do. And hey, if the elbow's the thing and that's what I need to pay more attention to, that's what I'm going to pay attention to. And I, I, I think that we've got something here. I think that you know, the gimmick is a little silly, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean anybody else has to think that. That's my personal opinion. But this is early. I will probably grow to love it. I will probably be all behind it. Give it a year. <laughs> and I'll be in a year from now, I'll listen to this audio and go, well, good God, what an idiot. That's, <laughs> that's perfectly fine with me. So that's how I feel now as of 2017. Um, 2018 may be different. I'm waiting for WWE to start giving her water guns and let her shoot people with them. <laughs> Ooh, bringing up guns, and that could be a bad situation. Like, think about all the letters that they would get with that. <laughs> it's just water guns. People, come on. Come on. Not, uh, hey, we live in a very sensitive time <laughs> right now. Uh, so I will say this. Yes, you can let her use water guns, but we'll just have it be fish that are shooting the water out of their mouths with her. There you go. Uh, moving on before we go down a fishier conversation, uh, Cassius Ono shows up in William Regal's office. He wants to get back in the conversation for the NXT championship and he thinks to do that. He needs to beat Lars Sullivan at takeover and, uh, Cassius, it's your funeral, bud. Uh, you know, just right when you think that Cassius Ono is getting himself in a point where he's going to start to dominate, he asked for his end. Or ask for a pause on his career in NXT. <laughs> and uh, that's what you're asking for here. Uh, and, and once again, we talk about this all the time. Cashy Sono, super amazing wrestler on the indie circuit, has uh, you know had a pretty good record here on NXT when he's been there the first time and the second time. He's a, he's a great talent. Uh, maybe that's part of his job here is to, to help that young talent. Like you've mentioned it plenty of times, Paul. That's part of his thing is he's here to help those younger guys, to help get them ready for WWE. And, and along the way, he's going to get opportunities to probably do some bigger things than he's doing right now. But at this point, maybe that's what he's doing here for Lars. And if that's the case, I am thrilled. Mm-hmm. Because, once again, we need to see Lars Sullivan face these guys, guys that are – actual contenders for the NXT world title. We need to see him in these kind of scenarios to see what he can do against guys that, you know, are going to be at that next level. So I, I'm, I'm completely happy with it. I think it's going to be fun to see. I'm really thrilled about it. I do kind of feel bad for cash. Yes, though. Cause I keep thinking, Oh, when he takes two steps forward, he takes a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is very much just a way to sort of let at least Lars get in there with somebody very experienced and, and get a win on a big stage where it's going to be against a name that that crowd is, is certainly going to care about and it'll matter going forward instead of just squashing people. So I think it's just, they're ready to turn the corner from him killing people to 
killing bigger names, but still getting a beaten on the way there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, once again, I mean, he's going to actually have to face a guy that has offense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's it's going to be a, a different picture for us, and that's good. That's what we need to see, and I'm happy with that. And I, I guess, you know, a lot of people listen and say, well, you know, really, it's not killing Cassius Ono. Well, no, it's not killing him, but the one thing I will say is I have been ready for a long time for Cassius Ono to hit that level mm-hmm. to where you have that entire NXT crowd just pop like amazingly when he comes out and for him to be a bigger deal, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to bring something up kind of in the same frame later on when we talk about some more stuff. So I'll save that for them. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on, we get this wonderful, wonderful video package recapping uh, the war games match and a little bit of its history and talk from some of the competitors that have been in it. Like Arn Anderson and Dustin Rhodes and uh, Booker T and, and guys like that. So uh, they also bring up how much uh, this match meant to Dusty, as he's the one that created the idea and sort of gave uh, a lot of per- great performances inside the match as well. And I, if you watch anything from this episode of NXT, maybe you've never seen a War Games match before. You're younger than than Gary or myself, or you never watched WCW. You have no idea what this is. I would watch this video package. It's it's really great if you don't want to sit down and watch an entire War Games match, which which I would recommend you do. They're all really fun. Uh, it's just uh, th- this for sure was wonderful. Uh, I'm right there behind you, man. And you know, as a fan of WCW, I really dug the idea of them bringing back War Games mm-hmm. and you know getting a chance to just to honestly sit and watch this video package, hear these guys talk about it. As I watch footage of things I remember back in the day, it, it just brought so many fond memories back, and it really kind of pumped you up for this match even more. Now, I'm sure the younger viewers or people that have never, ever seen a War Games, they kind of got an idea here from a few guys that they do know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they may know him from WWE, but they do know guys like Booker T, uh, you know, and Goldust, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Um, guys like that who they may kind of have, you know, a feeling of understanding behind. They can see it through their eyes. So really, really great video package. I mean, it was so warming to see Dusty Rhodes and, and of course, even Ric Flair, uh, mm-hmm. guys that were a big part of those matches. So I was, I mean, very, very happy about this. Usually when they give us these kind of video packages, I just kind of want to just skip through it. I'm like, seeing it, seeing it. This is one that I almost wanted to rewind and watch it again. So... Yeah. I got to give him props. Good job on this. And, you know, uh, I couldn't be happier. Mm-hmm. Totally agree there. So we'll move on to this sit-down interview with Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas as they discuss their upcoming match with uh, Drew McIntyre at TakeOver War Games for the NXT Championship. And there's a lot of questions about their past, their relationship, what exactly the est- the extent of it all is. Uh, and basically what you need to take away is that there's a long history here. Vega has known Almas for seven years. She knows the real Almas, and next week, whenever they do the actual face-to-face between McIntyre and Almas, so will McIntyre. So, uh, I don't know if there's a real ton to get into here, but I will say I, I enjoy Zelina Vega sort of, I mean, she, for somebody who can't speak English very well yet, and almost does sprinkle it in, I think, where he can or where he feels confident that he can, I think Vega sort of taking over the act really works out very well for this whole thing. And and I, I honest to God can't wait for this match of War Games either. 
Right, well, you know, you're completely right about that. And, you know, this is just a great dynamic, right? I mean, we, we continually talk about the dynamic duo. They work so well together, right? I mean, those two, uh, you, you break them apart, and I, I think you do have, you know, great talents, but they may not be at the level of popularity at the, basically they are now. I think you may not have that same level. And I think the same works here. You see the chemistry, the the, the the stuff that really matters a lot of times is, sadly, some of those vocal things that people are wanting to hear because WWE television in general is based on 50-50 match and speaking. And mm-hmm. when you can't speak the language, well, that kind of really screws you out of half of what you're supposed to be doing. So adding Zelina to this picture was the perfect addition. It really puts almost at that second level that he needed to be you know he was on one rung now that he got hooked up to the next one and uh, i think it's a great duo and i think this interview like you said not a lot to really address this is kind of the same old stuff but at the same point i think very important and i think it was very important that we did have alma speaking some english it didn't have to be a lot and it wasn't but it, it at least added something to what she was saying, and it wasn't just her talking the whole time and him looking like an idiot. He he looked very well, very like uh like like he mattered, if I can say it that way. He felt like he mattered in that, so it was a good prom- promo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, we get this match between Velveteen Dream and Cesar Bonioni, and uh, Dream makes his entrance. I think sort of in a. And it, obviously, he's not quick to walk down to the ring, but it felt like he was trying to mimic Black as much as he could as he walked down to the ring. Uh, basically, squashes Cesar in a little over a minute and uh, is looking forward to take over where Black will finally say his name. I, It's a very different tone for Dream, and I kind of dug this. Yeah, um... I really bombed because I really wanted to see Alistair Black involved somewhere here. Uh, that's just because I'm a huge fan of his, so I would probably want to see him anywhere on this show. But um, I, I think this does matter. I think it builds what Velveteen is trying to put across here. He does make fun, kind of mimic what Black does coming down to the ring. And really, honestly, I was a little surprised in the quick fashion he took care of Bonione. I really didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be more of a match, but it it wasn't as much of a match as I really thought. And I think they're trying to put this guy at the level of Aleister Black, at least to make him feel like he's at that level. Because, you know, I think for the most part, people are thinking Aleister Black's just going to kick his head off, be done with it. So they are putting him uh, or uh, they're putting the Velveteen Dream in a better light uh, and for a good reason. So all this worked. It it. I, and I kind of see where you're coming from. It kind of had that different tone, right? A more of a darker tone than usual by the Velveteen Dream. It didn't have that bubblegum feel or that kind of odd, strange feel. It was more darker. So I think that needed to be done. And, it, and they did it. And good job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we get another string of promos here. Ruby Riot is still out of action due to that ankle injury that she uh, suffered three weeks ago in that qualifying match against Ember Moon. And uh, Sonia Deville, she's going to be out another two weeks, according to doctors. Sonia Deville shows up and says, "Hey, you should have tapped out, otherwise you wouldn't be in this position, and I'd be on my way to take over to to challenge for the women's title." 
Riot's had enough of her just showing up and basically being a bitch and challenges her to a match when she's all healed up. So in two weeks, I assume it will be Sonya Deville taking on Ruby Riot. And it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I think Sonya's fine. I just I don't get overly excited about the matches that she has. <laughs> and I mean, it's not that she's terrible. It's just I still am not in the mode of being like, oh, this is the next big star. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's going to take a little bit more time. And I think they've tried, and, and they're still trying to, to put her on that level. And, and Ruby Wright's, you know, good at what she does. And I think it'll be, I think it really will be a fine matchup. It really will be. It just won't probably blow us away when we see it. So I'm, my expectations are not super, super high. I did like a little bit of the development that they were trying to get across here. Like, you know, having Sonya talk and, and actually be in a conversation with somebody else. That kind of worked um i think you still feel a little uncomfortable because i think that's the way the whole thing kind of came across very uncomfortable i don't know if it felt that way to you paul but you could kind of tell she wasn't in her element she's like you should have you know should have tapped out you know kind of like instead of more intimidating it was just kind of like uh you should have done this thing right 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 (laughs) I, I, I don't know. It was weird the whole way around, too, because I think Ruby said, like, why are you here? What's the point of you being in here right now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that was just like, uh, why, Sonia, this is not, no, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that that was weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just had that odd feel to it. So it's was, it was almost like, you know, Ruby caught her while she was on the toilet, you know? Yeah. Uh, it felt like that. And so here's the one thing that I think that they need to work on and if they want Sonya to be somebody who is intimidating to be somebody that everybody should be scared of, well, we'll make her that way. Have her in someone's face. Don't let her let up. You know, have her go over there and threaten Ruby Wright. I don't care if you're hurt or not. You know, you should have did what I, uh, when I put on that hold, you should have tapped and since you didn't tap, I'm going to make you pay for that. I'm going to make you tap twice now. You know, something like that. Next time I'm going to break your ankle. You know, something to that effect where you feel it, you know it when she says it and be done. Now, maybe they're not doing that for a reason. Maybe she's not comfortable in that. Or maybe Shayna Baszler is going to be that person and they're not allowing Sonya to be that. I don't know. But it's just kind of odd to me. They kind of made her the bully, but she's not very bully-esque. I thought she said she was going to break it after they agreed to the match. Like, heal up so I can break it. She probably, I think she did say that. Or and or I thought she maybe said something to the effect of I should have broke it. And she says, yeah, you should have broke it or something. I don't know. I can't. It, I watched it probably about 16 hours ago since this conversation. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, memory's not so good. Uh, but no, I mean, she did say it. But I'm going to tell you, it wasn't effective. I, I don't feel it was effective because otherwise my memory would be clear on it. So that's where you, you got to do those kind of things. If you ask me personally, because still she may have said that, but it wasn't to the effect of I believed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, her poise and her sort of, I guess, stature and how she delivered wasn't very good at all. So, uh, stuff she's going to have to learn. Obviously she's still pretty new. Yeah. I, I'm rooting for her. I don't want people yeah. to think I'm hating. I, I'm, I really am rude. Cause I, I think Sonya, uh, you know, has it a, battle the fight and i think she'll do it i just i do have concerns for her for the fact that we do have shana baszler coming up and when shana gets here uh, I'm, I'm really worried if sonya doesn't get ahead of the game she's going to get lost really fast it's true it's true there's a lot of names coming in so you got to find uh you got to find your place quick and hold on 
Uh, the Street Profits are hanging out in, like, the foyer area of the Full Sail Arena, I guess. A guy comes in trying to deliver a suit to Tino Sabatelli and the Profits. Uh, Montez says, hey, man, I'm Tino Sabatelli. And they sort of, you know, mockingly make fun of Tino as they take the suit and look at it and marvel at how pretty it is. And that's when Tino and Riddick Moss show up and say, hey, dude, quit messing with our stuff. And this leads to a match next week. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't like this more. I mean, these guys are really pushing the cups. You like it, right? Hey, you need to get these cups. These cups are really awesome. Um, hey, I like those cups, too. I saw them at, I think, Kroger or something like that. I was trying to get you know, so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Sorry, uh, alienate people that don't have a Kroger. Uh, it's a grocery store. Uh, anyway, um you know, I really thought this was nice. It was it was nothing that was super funny, super spectacular, but it worked to continue the feud, right? I mean, yeah. I mean they're doing these little small little things to to showcase that, you know, these two guys, uh, or both, oh, let's just say both tag teams are on different fences. One tag team is more on the party scene, more on the street side, and the other one's all about being fancy and rich. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you did mention, and it's kind of very true, not think it's it's an okay part of it too you also can kind of play the race card here because you have two african-american men and two caucasian guys yeah and it's that whole you know this feels like a scenario we see in social places and uh let's see how this goes down so that's fine too i'm not making it a big political thing but i think it's great I, i think it's kind of a fun thing and it, it, these are little things that they got to do to build it up because they're not going to build it up out there and chat back and forth in the ring because i'll be honest with you <laughs> Sabatelli's not going to blow you away on the mic and neither is his Moss <laughs> uh, so they've got to play these games so you believe in what they're doing so I, hey do what they're doing That this is the way to do it please don't get in the ring and do what I said so I'm happy uh, I mean I don't have a problem with it. it's just it's sort of there you know uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, main event time Adam Cole takes on Roderick Strong uh, and this was, I mean, like, this was fine, right? Uh, it has the expected finish. You have Strong looking like he's got the, the, uh, leg up over Cole until Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come out and pull Strong to the floor. We get this huge brawl. Everybody involved in the War Games match comes out and people are throwing each other everywhere. And it's just a big chaotic angle to close the show, which is really cool. Uh, but with two guys in there like Roderick Strong and Adam Cole, you expect them to do a little bit more with the 10 minutes they were given. Yeah, that's the thing. This is definitely not the week for a strong main event, and it kind of bums you out a little bit because I was really excited about seeing this match. You know, yeah. I thought, oh, we're going to get a really good match here. These guys have battled it out before. So they, they you know, they'll give us something really solid. And, and then you get kind of a, hey, let's play around for a little while until they get here. And that's what happened. Yep. So I mean, I I, I I don't think that this is the worst thing. Um, but I just really don't like these kind of endings. I just don't. I mean, if we have, how far away is War Games now? I'm thinking how many weeks we have. Uh, it's not this coming Saturday, but the Saturday after. So we've got two NXTs before one. we get. Or was it a one? Next week's to go home. Oh, okay. So you, you still have like so. Honestly, this should have been pushed off till next week, and and you should have had something else. I, I just, what are you going to do next week? Do this over again? That's my thing. Because I, usually, go ahead. go ahead. 
No, I, I was going to say, I, I wager this is the go-home segment for this feud, and next week we'll focus on everything else, right? So this is something NXT does a lot, right? They'll, they'll address a feud for a couple weeks, and then they'll sort of let it sit. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do with War Games here. They might do a promo or something like that, but I guarantee you that as far as in-ring stuff goes, this is probably the go-home for that. Oh, touche. There you go. That, 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 if they do just that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That, that this works okay. I still, not, I still don't like it. Yeah, but it, it still works, and it is what it is. This is a classic WWE way of getting to that big event. You know, hey, everybody's here. Uh, but you know, here's the one thing I will say. So we, we got the match built up. It, it's going to be super exciting. I think this is all going to work out. Peachy creamy, really excited, super stoked that you're going to be there in person. Uh, here's the one thing I've got to ask you, and I was thinking about this watching this show. You got guys like Adam Cole. Coming into this situation with NXT, which we all have high expectations. Guys like me and you who follow the product in, you know, not WWE, we follow Ring of Honor, we follow the Indies, other play New Japan, other places. Um, and so we were super excited about Adam Cole. We've been super excited about Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, guys like that. But Adam Cole is the one I want to point to because he's kind of supposedly the bigger dog here. How have you felt so far? With Adam Cole being here, do you feel like Adam Cole is Adam Cole, or do you feel like this is just kind of him, kind of light? I mean, all the pieces are here, right? You have Adam Cole, baby. You've had his uh, couple good promos from him, uh, all all that good stuff. And as far as the great matches go, I think that'll come in time. Because I, I mean, obviously, the 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 focus isn't on. Adam Cole and Red Dragon. It's on the Undisputed Era, them as a group uh, being built up this way. I have to remind myself of that, too, because I'm used to Adam Cole coming out and just giving these blow-away performances and really drawing you into things, and it's not strictly about Cole yet, right? Which I think is sort of why I'm willing to give him a pass on the match with EY and this with, with Strong is because it's it's pieces to a bigger picture that is what the Undisputed Era angle is supposed to be. And whether that ends up with him eventually challenging for the NXT title while Red Dragon challenges for the NXT tag titles come uh, take over in, in January, I assume, will be the next one. Or something else. The picture, it, it, like, the, the camera isn't just him right now, you know? He's not standing alone in the picture. It's this big, huge thing they have going on right now. But I, I agree with you. If, you. if you're if you've heard all the hype about Adam Cole, he hasn't really given you a lot of uh, reasons, I think, to believe the hype yet. And, you know, those are all great points. And, uh, you know, I think I need to be more on that line of thinking of it's about the undisputed era. It's not about Adam Cole. It's not about Red Dragon, Bobby mm-hmm. Fish and Kyle Riley. Um, so saying that, the, the next question I have for you is, are you happy that that's the case, or would you rather just have Adam Cole by himself? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a great way to give Fish and O'Reilly a way to sort of either practice on their promos or or maybe or maybe uh you know just let them sort of get situated in a new role because I I think Adam Cole is in a place that is strictly built for him right now, right? It's a place that has a lot of focus on the promo ability, but you also need to bring it in the ring as far as NXT goes, and I think he has all the tools to do that, and especially once he gets up to the main roster, he's set for life. Uh, Fish and and O'Reilly, on the other hand, I think have 
different parts of the equation that they want to either let them get really strong on first or or something else. And I'm not saying that Bobby Fish is a bad promo. He's a great promo, which Kyle, however, is not a very strong promo, if you ask me. He has good ones every once in a while, but he's not he's not that guy. You know, and O'Reilly is obviously, I think, stronger in the ring as opposed to Bobby. Uh, but, of course, youth and, and all that other stuff is on his side as well. So I think... I think Adam Cole is the complete picture that WWE wants right now, and I think that's sort of why he's front and center as opposed to Red Dragon. And to that end, I think this works out well because they all complement each other very well. There's legit friendship here between them as far as outside the ring stuff, and it all makes sense if you follow these guys. Would I prefer them to be sort of standalone? I don't know. Um, I like the idea from the onset of there being sort of an ROH invasion, quote-unquote, uh, stable here. So I, I can't really say I've been disappointed with that because I think NXT television has been phenomenal since these guys have showed up together as a group and sort of changed the landscape. Them singles-wise, or, or, you know, single and a tag, I think would have been just fine as well. I don't know if we would have had such captivating television, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Uh, and those are some good points. And I think that, you know... For myself, as much as I think, oh, man, you could really have, you know, a great situation for Adam Cole by himself and, you know, just hope that Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley do their own thing together. You know, mm-hmm. they, they'll help each other. Adam Cole doesn't need him. They don't need him. He, they'll be okay. You know, he'll do right. his thing. Uh, but, I mean, what they're doing with the Undisputed Era, I think you have a point. And, and this makes more of an impact, I, I think, mm-hmm. on – what they're doing, the history that you're going to have in NXT, that great opportunity you're going to have where technically this is Ring of Honor versus NXT, even though, you know, that's unofficial. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's a lot here. I, I just had that question, you know, and mm-hmm. it, nothing serious, nothing, anything out of the ordinary. I think this is just something I had on my mind. I thought I'd pick your brain on it. And, it, you know, you bring up some great points. And would, it's really would you interesting. prefer them to be separate? I, you know, I don't know. It, it's really hard for me to answer that same question for the reasons you just kind of answered, too, because I, in, in a way, I wanted it to be separate. In a way, I wanted to have Adam Cole come out and showcase what he can do. But the good thing about this is he's not blowing it all at one swoop, right? He's not giving us everything he's got. And then, you know, in a year, we're like, okay, we've seen everything Adam Cole's got in NXT. Let's move on. Right. right now, he's playing that playing that slow game of hey, I get a little bit of here, a little bit of there, and that builds on to new, bigger, better things. So I think they're doing it the right way. It just kind of made me question, and mm-hmm. I, I ask these questions not based just for myself, but I ask them based on people who don't know who Adam Cole is from Adam. Right. Right from you know if they get mm-hmm. it you know Adam from Adam so, I was anyway. with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was kind of corny uh, but you know seriously I mean that, that's you know kind of way I look at it so there you go that that's mm-hmm. an interesting fact of this and I think this is going to be really great for what we're getting here leading up to the undisputed era and getting mixed up with these great groups I mean sanity they're nothing to play with and the fact that you got a talented guy like Rock teaming with two behemoths and the mm-hmm. uh, authors of pain boy i can't wait to war games so but we have to wait and you know we got another episode of uh, this show to do before we get a chance to review war games so um we'll get through it though paul we'll absolutely i can't wait next week looks big you have the face-to-face you have moon and martinez and you have street profits versus tino sabatelli and riddick moss all already on the schedule so 
they keep giving you reasons to come back week after week, and that's uh, that's been really, really great for NXT these last, uh, got three, four months now. I think it's really been KMS TV. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. So there you go. Uh, all right. Well, we are done with this NXT. We appreciate all of you that have joined us. We've had a blast, and we hope you have too. Uh, make sure you come check out all the other review shows that we do. Uh, we, me and Paul do Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, then y'all, you have Harry Broadhurst and Liz Pagosi. Uh, they do SmackDown Live and 205 Live, so you guys need to go check those shows out as well. So make sure you go do that. And also, our regular episodes of Wrestling to the Max. Uh, we'll be doing part two of episode 272, where we'll be talking some Impact Wrestling following bound for glory we'll also be jumping into some big news topics from this past week and you know kind of give you uh, some other things in the world of wrestling so you don't want to miss that episode we're gonna have a blast we can't wait to do it and uh yeah so there you go make sure you go check out w2mnet.com place where you go get all your great wrestling needs and a lot more and don't forget to go ahead and hit that subscribe button rate and review when you go find us on wherever you get your podcast from just search out wrestling to the max and there you go Big love over for onemania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Both amazing sites. Go check them out. We are out of here, guys. We hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch you down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.